0: Welcome to a new episode of the Agile Timebox, 5 Minutes of Agile Thinking, with Billy Adams. Today's topic is, don't invest in perfection, invest in learning. When we start developing a new product, one of the most common temptations we may have is to think that we must get it perfect since day one. We want to release our product to the market only when we are sure that it is ready to meet all the needs of our end users. It would be fantastic if that was possible. But in reality, no matter how much effort and resources we can invest in research, we will never have the full knowledge of what the users really need, until we give them something and they can provide feedback. Of course, we could build our product entirely on the basis of our assumptions and some research. And then, react to the market after the launch. But is this the best way to go? How much effort, time, and money do we risk to waste if we try to create the perfect product all at once? Here is where the principle of MVP comes to the rescue, allowing to avoid potential disasters. MVP stands for minimum viable product. The term was made famous by Eric Ries and his Lean Startup methodology, and the practice is now commonly used by many agile teams. Nevertheless, misuses are not uncommon. Someone thinks that the MVP is a low quality version of the final product someone else thinks it's the equivalent of a prototype. Both interpretations are incorrect. The main aim of the MVP is to allow the business to validate a hypothesis and learn from real customers. It is more like a business equivalent of scientific experimentation. And at this stage, you should not sacrifice on quality nor invest in extra quality, but you can reduce quantity and complexity. What do I mean by that? To start with, keep in mind that the MVP is not meant for large scale. It is meant to be directed to a niche of early adopters representative of your target market. In other words, you don't want your MVP to be accessible to everyone. You need to identify users which are willing to accept imperfection for the sake of trying something new. However, if you sacrifice quality, the only feedback you will get will be about how bad your product is. So you should aim to provide a good product while finding the right balance between quality, and time to market. After all, your early adopters want to see how your product can solve their problem and can accept some imperfections, but your product has to get the job done. What you can and should reduce is the quantity and complexity of features and options. Identify the main problem that you want to solve with your product and the assumptions that you want to validate. Only build what's useful for your users to achieve their goal and for you to validate your assumptions. This is your minimum viable product. Save all the rest for future iterations. One example of a famous company that started from an MVP before evolving in the well-established business that we know today is Uber. Their very first app was available exclusively on iPhone and the service was limited to San Francisco and New York. The only thing you could do was to request a car to pick you up. The confirmation was sent with a simple text message and you would communicate your destination directly to the driver when in the car you could not choose the type of car, you could not book for later, you could not see the final cost in advance. But, it was getting the job done. For the first time it was providing the ability to request a car from your phone and pay with your registered card without worrying about having cash with you. This, allowed the business to validate their assumption while listening to their customers. All the features and options available today in Uber, come from iterative continuous improvement based on feedback and data analysis. This way to approach the minimum viable product, is defined as the single-feature MVP because it focuses on solving one specific problem and this usually corresponds to a single-feature product. There are also other ways to approach the development of the MVP. The concierge MVP, for example, is based on humans doing work that you must automate if you want to scale. But it lays on the principle that to validate your idea, it makes sense to offer a concierge service and lose on profit, before investing in infrastructure and processes to optimize your business and make it scalable. This was the case for Zappos, nowadays one of the top shoe and clothing online retailers. The first version of the website was selling only shoes and had no inventory nor automation behind it. The owner received an email for each order, went out to buy the shoes in person in a local shop, and sent them for delivery. This was obviously not a sustainable business model, but it was enough to validate the hypothesis that people were ready to buy shoes online and allow the founder to attract the first investor another approach is the piecemeal mvp this is another way to reduce initial investment but instead of relying on human intervention it makes use of existing services or platforms to test the market before creating your own bespoke solution an example of this is Groupon when they first started all they did was to publish a wordpress website with blog posts to advertise the deals and used other existing third-party tools, like Apple FileMaker and Mail, to generate PDFs and send emails. Even if this was a technology-based solution, it was not scalable. It had very limited features, and was not much profitable, but, once again, was useful to validate the core idea and move to the next step with real-world insights. And this is all you need from your minimum viable product. At this point we could spend days, talking about different ways to approach the MVP. But I believe you've got the point by now. If you have an idea for a new product, whether it's for a startup or an established company, don't invest in perfection from day one, invest in learning, first. Start with the MVP, and build on top of what you learn from real customers to improve. Then, strive for perfection with a continuous improvement mindset. It's now time to thank you for listening and remind you that if you want to contribute to this podcast, make comments or proposing a new topic, you can write us an email to podcast at theagiletimebox.com. See you in the next episode.